No matter how fast you are, no one outruns their past. Vin Diesel returns for the ninth chapter of the worldwide blockbuster series in F9, The Fast Saga, also starring John Cena. Own F9, The Fast Saga, with the never-before-seen director's cut and all-new bonus content on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray and digital. Go check out F9, The Fast Saga. Own it now. Be a part of the family. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. Do you realize that? Okay, James Bond time. Finally, we're here. Bond 25. No time to die. And um, it should have been early 2020 when we talked about this, maybe. Yeah. At the at the latest. And here we are, late 2021. These, these are the times we, we are in. <laughs> but... You know, hopefully everyone got out to the theater this past weekend to see this one because it was exclusive to the theater. Man, that is a nice, nice thing is to it, say again. I'll go through my theatrical experience later. I had to go twice. So, is it though? Yeah, I mean, it does feel good to actually see this one in the theater because there were rumors, you know, that this one was going to be sold off. They were trying to sell it off. The price tag was very high for it. I believe half a Half a bill yeah. it was a five hundred billion say dollar too high, perhaps. Just perhaps. Yeah, I think if this one being a theatrical one, I think it's it's certainly got got a shot at at making that one back. I mean, Shang Shang Chi just I think crossed four hundred million, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's gonna it probably get I don't know close to three quarters of a of a bill by the end of the year, something like that. So, yeah, I think it was probably smart of them to save this one for a theatrical experience. What What do you think about that, Brian? What was your what was your experience like in the theater? And were you glad that you weren't sitting on watching this on Apple TV? Yeah, I think this is one I would have seen in theaters regardless, because uh, it, it, it did yeah kind the of, option was there. Yeah, it, it had the the big scale of everything, and um, I think. Especially in like a post Skyfall world, I, I think that these movies are uh, theater movies now, and so maybe they weren't always, uh, and, I, and maybe that's up for debate. I don't know, but like Skyfall, we we've, we've said a billion times is is one of the most beautiful movies of, of the last decade, um, and Spectre is a movie. Yeah, Spectre is a movie that's like kind of I rewatched it this last week, and I still I remain just pretty unimpressed with it and it's it's fairly dull but it it does look pretty good and there's looks these, great yeah, yeah there's these great sequences and Man, stuff the that freaking are uh de la, de la, de los muertos yeah, yeah the opening you, sequence is awesome yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. such so, a good so good like, sure. this is gonna be better than skyfall yeah and then it doesn't turn that way yeah <laughs> but yeah, that, that, yeah. at least they had that Yes, that should be a <laughs> yeah. short film. That should have won the Academy Award. For, they right. should have just submitted that as a short film, and it would have <laughs> right, been awesome. Right, really good. Yeah, but I mean, post those movies, this is, Bond movies now um, in the current era are are theater movies big time for me. So um, I guess we'll really put this to the test next next week, week after next, when Dune comes out, yeah. and you have the option of going to see it in the theaters or staying at home. I actually went and already saw it already. I flew to um, <laughs> Gestalt. Uh-huh. No, yeah. Switzerland. It's yeah, you've been big on, on Big on Dune, Dune, Dune Nation lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big Dune. Yeah. Dune up. 
doing strong, you know. Um, but but the yeah. So this was it would have been cool. I'm sure there's lots of people that are like, gosh, it would have been really awesome if I could have just watched this three hour movie at home instead of carving out part of my day yeah. to go see it. Um, and I get that. But this would have been one that I would have seen in theaters even if I had the opportunity to uh, to watch it at home because it, it felt like uh, it felt like a an event movie. Totally. And uh, maybe part of that is that it should have been out 18 months ago, literally. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, this was Things this was happen. definitely a we're gonna and, and even my wife Lindsay's not a big action movie fan or uh, so there's plenty of these movies that I see by myself. Um, but this was one she was like, yeah, I, I definitely want to see it because it just I think you just kind of have that that sort of event feel to it. So um, I'm I was glad that we could we could see it in theaters instead of seeing it on Amazon Prime last summer or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm with you actually. Uh, you know, me I'm I'm less theatrically inclined than you. We can, we can get into my recent experience as to why not, but but sure. uh but I'm with you, but the only counterpoint I would put to that and I I could be totally wrong, right? Is that cuz I'm a big Bond guy, I'm a big espionage, you know, I'm into that whole uh that's my favorite genre of movie when especially when it comes to action films and I would have paid like 50 million. I would have paid like you know, a hundred bucks a year ago when nothing was going on to watch sure. this. Yeah. But I'm probably wrong. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm like rich guy. I'm just saying like I would have made it a good weekend budget to be like, mm-hmm. let's it bonds out. It's a lot of money, but like it's something to do in August of 2020. Um, but I, but I, they ran the math on that. You know, they had you know, whatever they had. The, the, you know, on the. Uh, algorithm and all of that to figure out. Then I think they made the right decision because they did pretty well. So mm-hmm. um, I just want to put that slight counterpoint. I think there are people out there that would have definitely overpaid for Bond at home because it's like such an. To your point, Brian, it's such an event movie. Sure. Um, maybe they could have gotten something out of it, whatever. But I'm glad that it wasn't just like free streaming as like a. This is going to dominate the 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 talking points for. 48 hours because it's on Amazon Prime and it's over. You know, it feels way bigger than it happened in theaters. Like, it's like, it's either make it a crazy on demand and like overprice it to make it that much of an event, like a, sure. like the Fury Wilder fight, or um, put it in theaters, but no in between. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It totally felt great. And it had that feeling of finality to it. I think when you yeah, know going we'll in that it's going to be the last one for whatever series it is, you know, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame or, yeah. you know, Rise of Skywalker or whatever it is. It's got now that. You see me three, right. Or you three me. Yeah. yeah. Still working title and better be final title. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to that kind of, kind of stuff, I think there is that want for you know the family experience you know the wife to come when she normally wouldn't come to see any movies that you know we review on the show so it does have that you know the dad texting you and stuff like that about bond i think i think bond maybe born for my dad but is bond the most dad franchise ever <laughs> yeah until we get the ford v ferrari cinematic universe then yeah we need to do a dad a dad movie uh, March Madness bracket or something <laughs> to figure this out yeah. because I think, a lot I think of Bond James Bond the twenty five yeah. movies of James Bond <laughs> you give any dad that as a Blu ray gift and they're yeah. they're fist pumping if they don't yeah. already have it I can yeah. guarantee Absolutely. you that's it's making everyone smile 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, we've I'm sure we have talked about this in with previous Bond episodes, but I, you know, I for me, and this is a this is hardly unique. I think a lot of people experience this. That's part of the whole Bond thing to me is, you know, two three times a year there's a Bond movie marathon on on TBS, sure. and that's what my dad's doing that weekend. You know, when I'm when I'm growing up, when I'm a kid, and so you see at least chunks of, of so many of those movies. Um, Not enough in one Dr. Batch, Christmas Jones, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big dad time, for sure. Dadding out, for sure. No, yeah, I mean, so tell us, a, about your, tell us about your little theater experience before we <laughs> dive into the oh, yeah, actual movie here, Richard. Is a, my wife has not been to a movie in, since COVID. Not like she's not. Just... You know, not nothing. She wasn't going to a lot of movies before that. Let's be right, clear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She she was a two or three times a year person before that. So whatever. So she wants to see this. So we yeah. I get tickets. I do the nine fifty a.m. Um, showing because I like to party. Um. So Saturday morning, we're like all set to go early in the morning because we like to kind of get it. Get it. It's a long movie, so it's like let's get it done. Let's get our day going. Um, and we go and it's great. We get a couple good coffees. We get some popcorn. It's going to be a fun little morning. And then a guy walks in with a backpack. We're like, all right, whatever. That's a little weird, but who brings a stuffed backpack, but he's got two hot dogs. So he's obviously down the clown. He's just here. And then a guy walks in with a duffel bag and sits directly in front of us, like a full pack duffel bag. And then he just leaves. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it's already kind of tense, right? Cause it's like a bond movie. You're kind of, you're in that frame of mind, like um, whatever. And I'm sure he was just going to get, and we were just like, you know what? No, we're going to leave right now because I'm not going to enjoy the rest of this movie because my eyes are going to be on this guy with a full duffel bag in his lap <laughs> while he watches this movie the whole time. And I went and I just told the manager, I was like, dude, I don't want a refund. I don't want anything. I don't care. But like, hey, if a guy comes in with a duffel bag, just check it at concessions, like just so that it doesn't ruin everyone's. And he's like, "Yeah, we can't do that." And it was like, "Well, <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah. I'm, we're out. So right. thanks yeah. for this." And then I went had to go re-see it. I watched the first like 25 minutes of the movie, and then I had to go re-see it today, which is whatever. I'm not going to call anyone out. I don't want anything. I want nothing out of anyone. But like, right. hey, if you run a theater and someone comes in a duffel bag <laughs> post. Dark Knight Rises, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, just be cool. Like, just check it or say you can't bring right. your duffel in. And <laughs> I understand that you're waiting to check in your hotel. Like, I'm sure the guy had a plausible reason, but it's like, I'm not going to enjoy this right. movie at all because this is all I'm going to think about for the next two and a half hours <laughs> is this. So that was my, yeah. that's my yeah. complaint. Yeah. that's So that's my wife awful. is never going to a movie again. This was her. <laughs> yeah. Just this. <laughs> you know, you want to just be like, look, man, I get it. I get corporate policies and stuff, but like, have you seen any news story like in the <laughs> right, last exactly. decade? Like this and is... I'm not a narc. Like, I'm not yeah, trying exactly, to get this guy exactly. in trouble. Yeah. I don't care. I'm sure he's totally innocent. I'm just saying I'm trying to lose myself in this movie. And this guy's freaking, you know, over the shoulder duff is kind of taking me out of that. So I'd like to you to fix that for me. Right. You know. Doesn't doesn't yeah. seem like too much to ask for, <laughs> I'd say, but you know, Whatever. we're building. I have had, you know? I've, I'm all for you know the big event theater experience, but man, I have been spoiled being at home and watching <laughs> on demand because yeah. I don't no, have yeah. to deal with, yeah. you know, that like 
It's one point. It's a feather in my cap on that. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dancing in the end zone. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying it was one. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is this, why. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, this is what I remember. This is the good times, right? No, I I'm with you. But to be quite honest with you, the amount of bad experiences I've had in the hundreds of movies I've gone to oh, for this pod is probably I can count on one hand, totally. baby. I, it's very few of our, maybe that has to me, do with me going on Wednesday at 3 p.m. versus a Friday night. Totally. But if you can do that, I feel like the theater is is totally worth it. And I've had so many experiences where, I mean, we go to the theater so much. We're there like weekly. And yep. in a normal totally. in a normal society, I'm there like multiple times a week to see Absolutely. like, A, the movie that we're going to talk about. And then there's probably another movie that I need to see that we're Especially probably not going to talk about. For sure. And so and I'm telling them that, like, I'm complaining about, like, them not letting me in because I don't have my driver's license or something. And, like, I'm showing them my, like, membership ID card for the theater. I'm <laughs> like, is this not enough? They're like, no. I'm like, I come here multiple times a week. Trust me. Yeah. You want my popcorn concession purchase. <laughs> like, you're living off I, me here. You totally. you don't want to make people like me upset to to want to not come back. So, yeah. Can't can't ask them if they knew who he was. No, like, I don't. Know, I don't understand theater but. owners being like super rude to people because your entire business is based on keeping people in there and yeah. buying stuff and happy because they can go to any theater. Uh, well, that was the thing too. They're like, "Well, we can pull him, the guy with the duffel bag out of theater. You can talk to him." And I was like, "I'm not trying to narc on that guy. I'm not mad at him. He like ninety nine out of a hundred times. He's just." probably needs to check into a hotel later or he had to check out earlier he's just catching bond he's blowing time he's got his duffel like i understand that my issue is with you just freaking check the duffel because i don't want to think about that the whole movie it's taking up two seats and then he just leaves it by the way the guy just went to the bathroom and just left the duffel in there that's when we left we we're like ah no nah, that that nah, yeah. okay, not for me but like i'm not that mad at that guy because he's probably just not thinking about it it's like just have a rule that if you got a 40 pound duffel bag, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, and then sure. he's like, well, we can, you can address it. And I'm like, I don't want to address what? it with the guy. I'm not trying to narc the guy out. You don't want that. You, you I don't, don't like, <laughs> exactly. Theaters like, do not want other, this is the, this right. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No business wants other customers to confront another customer. Right. That's I'm not trying to so ridiculous. I'm just explaining why right. I'm uncomfortable and why I'm leaving. Yeah. And if you want to come back to me and be like, that's a risk we're willing to take because we want to welcome all duffel bags into our theater. I'm going to own that and I don't want a dollar out of you and that's fine. We're, I'll just go to a different theater. It's no big deal. I don't want anyone to lose their job. I'm not a Karen. It's no big deal. But like you wanted me to, they, they wanted to go in and bring the guy out and him and I to have it out <laughs> his duffel. And it's like, you know what, man? I'm just going to go to brunch because it's 10, 15 Golly. now on a Saturday and I'm good. Like it's, it's fine. So that was, that was my issue. I'm not, call, I'm not naming the theater. I'm not trying to get, even a dollar back, it's no big deal. But it was a it was a welcome back to theaters. And we've yes. done, we did Candyman. We did we've done a we did a Tenant. There's one or two others. We've I've had to go to theaters for since we've been doing this show. But it, my point is Shang Chi, Shang Chi. Yep, I'm I'm a little bit out of practice, and I got to kind of get back into that groove, and that's fine. I was probably a little on edge, but it was just a very weird experience, and that's that's fine. I went and saw it again today. By the way. 
no issues. It was just me, though. My wife was like, nope, I'm never going to another movie theater. I was like, yeah, I get it. And uh, <laughs> and it was fine. But, uh, but uh, you know, it did make me go, yeah, this is, you know, streaming is, you know, I don't get the sound and I don't get the vibration of my chair and I don't get the locked in total attention of the theater. But I do kind of get, you know, small, small point on my ledger. But you guys will get me later, I'm sure. So it's fine. <laughs> Last thing I'll say, Richard, about the theater thing, and Brian, you probably can relate to this, is I'm waiting for the like membership. Like, when should I pull the trigger on the theater membership? How long? Like, can mm. I go once a month? Do I need to do the $20 a month thing? Can I still get away yes. with doing that? So that's the last thing I'm kind of holding off on because MoviePass RIP doesn't exist anymore which we can we can go fund me it back guys let's do it let's go fund me a giant bank account for everybody to go have movie pass for one weekend that would be that'd be a fun kickstarter all right let's get into this thing and it's no time to die it's the last one and like i said i don't know if you guys had watched this little documentary that they put called being james bond that they put on apple tv did you either of you guys watch this no i didn't didn't. no Oh, it was really, it was really cool. It was, I was pretty lost in the, um, morning show. I was like, yeah, same. This. I'm watching C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. really into C. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> yeah. into the battle between Momoa and, yeah. and Batista. My, Who's going to win? I'm not, fr- I heard something. Have you guys heard of, um, Ted Lasso? I'm not familiar. Some show called Ted Lasso. I don't know. I I'm, I'm straight up C yeah. and mm-hmm. C and morning Brian, show. Brian, I think you'd like that show. Last <laughs> yeah, I think I'll give it a shot. Maybe yeah. it's uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. But I mean, I would probably watch Morning Show again. Right, I'll start that. with Morning Show, then C, then <laughs> For yeah. All Mankind, and we'll go for yeah. one of my buddies who listens to the show. Shout out Brian Simpson, the only the only Padres fan that I know. Um, in real life, go Padres, man. Sorry about your yeah tough glass. tough season. You tough spent three hundred million dollars for a yeah. sub five hundred team. Um, yeah, he. He is. He was texting me this weekend and was just like, he's all in on the Apple content, and I'm just like, you are literally the only person I've heard mention any of these. What shows other that content? Ted Lasso. You, yeah. We just named a bunch of them, and then he had others, and I was like, dude, I've seen. I look. I'm not just some guy in the next cubicle over. You know, like we yeah. do this for uh, semi living. I've never heard of any of these shows. Never. I was giving him a hard time. I was just like, I think it's yeah. just you. There's and a, Tim there's Cook one and that Jason Momoa's family that's into this. There's one that's what's it, Mythic Quest or something? That's what's supposed to be oh, pretty yeah. funny. That's yeah, a show. like that. One. No, okay, that's yeah, a good show. Cool. Yeah. Ted yeah. Lasso won for every Emmy a couple weeks ago, and no, they, yeah, no, the amount of people Lasso's I still saw on Twitter sure. that yeah. had never heard of Ted Lasso was was kind of surprising because I figured. Yeah. Well, I mean, by this point in the year, I figured by the end of season two, most the, people had, had heard of it. At least model, their business model should be that, right? Like just crush a couple things a year and then kind of slowly build the library out. So they're not really underperforming in terms of that. They're actually kind of listening to our terrible advice. Why well, yeah. TV is relevant because they, they were the closest to buying this, um, this yeah. thing. And, and, and they could have used it because the most recent numbers that we were talking about on the discord that came out was they told investors, I think somebody that I don't know who it was that, or content creators that they had around 20 million subscribers. And wow. I went, I went back and looked at it and you know, you guys are familiar with curiosity stream. Yeah. It's essentially like a, a, a website that has like YouTube documentaries without the ads. And their only advertisement is, is YouTube, a content creator saying, Hey, 
you can watch this video without ads on CuriosityStream. They have about 20 million subscribers. <laughs> so that's kind of where they are in the landscape of this right. thing. Like they have a billion devices out there. I just want to say that. like they could yeah. use, they could have used a, a, a no time to die weekend Absolutely. on Apple TV plus despite Ted Lasso being what it is. Um, so I was really excited for this one. And I speak of that documentary because Daniel Craig, man, you know, I think there's a debate on where he fits in the bond pantheon and all of that kind of stuff. But I mean, I've grown to absolutely love the guy over the, over the past, I don't know, ever since he's, he's been uh, in Conceito Royale, I guess it was 2009, 2006, uh, 2006. Yeah. Uh, when that came out, we think almost and yeah, so, 15 years. I mean, I have certainly affinity for, for, for Connery and for Roger Moore and all those guys. And, but that's just because you haven't rewatched them all yet. Well, I have. I, I I tried to rewatch all of them, but I couldn't get through all of them. Sadly, it was my goal. But you know, there's something called the NFL season, and when you're yeah working well, in that <laughs> working in that business, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm just saying, if, when you go back through it, you'll be like, yeah, I care less about these guys. That's been my experience oh, I totally care less about because I didn't, I wasn't alive, and and I mean, Daniel Craig has just the American treasure, British treasure status or whatever of of him is just mm. off the charts at this point, in my opinion, on what he's been able to do outside of Bond while simultaneously being Bond has been awesome. I mean, Benoit Blanc, he's spinning, he's going to be doing that now for the next 10 years or so. So that's great. Um, but aside from that, he's just talked about what a toll it's taken on him as a person. And we talk about that sequence in Inspector of the Dia de los Muertos. I mean, he had like a leg brace on. He said he was in so much pain he could barely walk for that entire sequence. For I don't know how the scheduling worked out where they had to do it then, but it did. And, and that's kind of what it was. But I mean, he's put himself on the line. He put his career on the line. And they really talk about it in the documentary, which the documentary is basically just like a podcast conversation between him and Barbara Broccoli, who's the you know, executive producer of this series and basically the holds the keys to, to bond about it. And she said, you know, as soon as I saw Elizabeth, I was convinced that this is the next bond and I don't care what stu what studios tell me, I don't care who they want it to be. We can shoot all the tests you want. But as soon as I saw him, he was the one I wanted for this new thing. So, I mean, the tabloids were just annihilated this guy when he got the job. I mean, looking so back, I just forgot about that. They're just like, screw this a-hole. Like, who does he think he is being blonde or being ugly I know, or, or so whatever, not being like the typical ago. blonde and, and, you know, being, having charisma beyond just looks and things like that. People did not understand because he wasn't a mainstream actor. And she, and she says in the thing, like, I knew this guy's a movie star. And I'm going to make him a movie star. Well, that, and it's so funny. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it's, I mean, this total, literally compliment to where we are now, because we, we're talking about what this next Bond go, is going to be. And they're going, oh, is this, is this person going to be, you know, a person of color uh, that's English? Is this person going to be a woman? Um, is this person going to be all these different things, right? And, and 15 years ago, 15 years ago, we were like, oh, he's going to be blonde. Like we couldn't even handle that, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh man, this is some real progress that we could actually get to where we could even discuss, um, you know, all these different things for Bond, which are of course 
you know, totally reasonable and awesome and could be to- taken totally different directions. But it's so funny that in 2006, we couldn't handle the fact that Bond was not brun- not only white, but brunette, <laughs> you know, yeah. and white and tall and whatever, you know, um, that, that this was considered whatever the equivalent of making Bond would be now, um, a real branch out move um, for, yeah. for the franchise to make him, you know, yeah. blow for sure, and, there, there's yeah. a lot of this that that you just want to be like, hey, we got a pretty pretty awful track record at this point of uh, you know getting real upset about stuff in the casting, and and then you know turns out pretty good. You know, I'm talking about, about Christian Bale as Batman, and or yeah. Heath Ledger as as Joker, and and uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. I mean, th- this happens a lot, and you just want to be like. Unless they're casting like Army Hammer or John Gruden or something, like maybe we just like wow, see what super happens. Timely is, you. is what I'd say. Like just let's let's Breaking play it news out. News from bit. Brian as we're recording, <laughs> literally. Just I'm just saying, like let's. Uh, I, I like it's one thing to be like on a podcast or a message board yeah. or whatever, just be like, hey, I don't oh. like this guy. That's not great. But but the. I think there's a certain point at which it becomes outrage, and I feel like totally. we have other things to be outraged about. So maybe we should just chill and see what I happens. I don't know. But in 2006, dude, bro, we're just living. <laughs> He's blonde. My God. <laughs> just like, I know. Okay. It was like, it's so but they, funny what they said was as soon as the uh, paparazzi shot came out of t- Casino Royale with him in the shorts. Everybody, like everybody, was like, "Okay, we're in. We we love this new Bond." Everyone <laughs> yeah, couldn't, yeah. like, seriously, totally that's all it took yeah. for people to be like, yeah. "Oh yeah. no, he's super hot." Yeah. Oh, we forgot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even, yeah even straight straight dads were like, "Okay, all right, that's yeah. not. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong on this. That's that's an attractive it's man." So right there. good. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Ken. That's a great point. It's like it just took one image of him being like, "Oh no, okay, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we can make an exception." Yeah. That's all that matters on Bond, right? And I talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I. I I feel like I didn't actually say my words right, but it's like, you know, all that matters is that he's that they are British and they are hot. That's really in in hot in, in sort of a broad way, sure. and that's all that matters. And like we've talked about a female blonde and stuff. It's like okay, I, I'm in on it, but like I'm trying to get my brain around that, you know. But whatever. But yeah, those are the the main qualifications of Bond is that you are cool looking with a gun, that you are English. And that you're attractive to eighty percent of humans. You have to fit a certain cookie cutter in a certain right. way. I mean, what Daniel Craig has going for him is uh, charisma when it comes yeah. to being an act, good actor. Uh, he's go. got the physical stuff down. Like he he trained his his butt off to do all the stunts that they yeah. wanted him to do. So, in terms of them taking the franchise that direction, he was able to do it. It isn't his then, one uh, flaw is that he's kind of short, but that's the easiest thing to get over with right. the camera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't the tall, dark right. guy. I mean, every every bond up to that point was you know, Absolutely. the same exact that's what I mean, yep. like, like a silhouette of him would have been the exact same person or whatever. I mean, if you made him in a computer, it would have yeah, been Yeah, mine is that dirty Irishman Pierce, you know. Like if you molded all their faces the together crown. of the of the original <laughs> bonds like it would be you wouldn't be able to tell which one's which it'll just be one one person you know it, it's like totally it totally broke the mold of what to expect and i think with this new one we'll we'll talk about this at the end on who we think it's going to be we talked about a little bit in our ama by the way which mm-hmm. if you're a vip you get amas every month where 
you can ask questions such as that. Who do we think uh, should be the next Bond? But, you know, it, it became very clear Army to Hammer. Me, <laughs> it became very clear to me that Barbara Broccoli, like, it's whoever she wants it to be is sure. who it's yeah. going to be. Totally. And it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what anyone says. It's who she feels is right and and where they want to take it next. Well, she um, nailed it with we'll this because he's awesome. Yeah, he is. He is awesome with in this. He's my and, number one ever. I don't know about you guys. I mean, it's all about your age, too. It's kind of like your favorite SNL cast and all that. Mm-hmm. But we grew up with Pierce Brosnan, who I think was a perfectly fine Bond. I think those movies are garbage, but perfectly fine Bond. And yeah. How, how much do you guys think, you know, while we're on the topic of that, how much do you think Daniel Craig being the best Bond or our best Bond has to do with the fact that these are my probably just the best movies. Yeah, the movies are yeah. awesome. That definitely helps. For you sure. know, it's just that. Like yeah, if, I mean, if Sean he, Connery great, was in though. was in Skyfall in his prime, how, you know, would he be by far and away the best one? You know, like Maybe, how Maybe, but I think Daniel Craig's really freaking good too. Yeah. I think I I I don't want to take anything away from him. I think both things can be true. You're right. Yes, these are the best Bond movies because it's like yeah, I feel like movies tend to be with obvious exceptions of classic classic films, but um, it's kind of like athletes, right? Where you go, yeah, this guy was an awesome running back in 1964, but he ran a five one forty, you know. And now every yeah. college kid runs a four three, and so he probably wouldn't be as effective now, right? I mean, it's kind of the same thing with with a lot of the movie, in terms yeah. of the pacing and all of that. Things things evolve and they get better and they get edited and streamlined and everything and. Sometimes that's frustrating, but a lot of times it's for the better. And mm-hmm. um, Bond is certainly, I think, especially when you go back and watch these old ones, you go, man, I could really use some some Dak Prescott in this and a little less, you know, 19, you know, a little less Bart Starr. But but it's, 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 it, 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 you still appreciate them for what they were in their time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's certainly that. But so all that, that of course Daniel Craig, every Bond ever will probably be in some of the coolest Bond movies, unless like weird people take you know Louis Lettier takes over. But all that being said, he's a pretty rad Bond. Like he's yeah. gonna, he's always gonna be Pantheon for me. But it, part of it might be my age. I'm giving all the you know mm-hmm. um, cut ins I can give, but he's he's pretty great. You know, you just kind of know instantly yeah. how he has a lot of authority. He's, but he has some vulnerability. Um, he's, he's sensitive. He's, he's sensitive. more way more sensitive than the other other bonds. Yeah. Absolutely, but like. he has some. You know that scene in the in the it's in the first it's a little prologue thing where they're just shooting the car over and over again. He's just totally calm. I mean that's classic Bond mm-hmm. um, for sure. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I think Craig's incredible. I, I mean, again. Those movie it helps that the movies are are great movies. Um, but well, the ones that are good are great. There's some bad. Yeah, ones there are there are. Um, but that's, I just want to make sure. I mean, we that's cover. the legacy of Bond, just as much as yep. as anything else. Absolutely. It's, it's usually one on one off. I mean, it's it's it just kind of it, it goes that way. But it he has all the he embodies the character really well. He's the right. He plays it very well, obviously for um kind of a new generation of Bond too, which I think is an important part of all this that they. That over these fifteen years, Bond has become a little more modern, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think he's the right guy to do that kind of stuff. But also, to be honest, Daniel Craig's a great actor. Like Sean Connery yeah. rules, and 
if for for many people, Sean Connery is always going to be Bond because of that's who yeah. he was. That's who Bond was when they were coming up, or that's that's Bond that they watched with their dad, or or whatever else. Um, but like. With all due respect to Sean Connery, who won an Academy Award and deserved it, like Daniel Craig's a better actor than Sean Connery was, just Boy, full on. And so, I think Daniel Craig will have an Oscar at some point. Yeah, Daniel Craig's does great, right. and, and he should have gotten one for Knives Out. I mean, he's so good in Come Knives on. Out. Should have got one for Skyfall. Yeah, that's. I mean, seriously, he's he is really a talented actor, know. really, really very good, and I, I think that that is is well, a part of it too. Is that absolutely he embodies it, too, it well, but also he's. You know, there's a lot of range to this Bond, especially in this movie, way more than than you get mm-hmm. in in just about any other iteration of Bond or Bond movie up to this point. And part of that is again, like sort of the updating of this character to kind of fit the times a little bit better. But also part of it is like he's capable, like he's like Daniel yeah. Craig is rangy and capable of doing some of this stuff that uh, I, certainly Roger Moore wasn't, and and I would say that that n- maybe none of the others were were able to do either. No, totally, and I think you're 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 absolutely right. But also, it's like Bond should, in my opinion, at least, and sort of the platonic ideal of Bond, because it's this it's this character that exists outside of space time or whatever. Is that like it should always evolve with the time, whatever the time is? Mm-hmm. You know, it should be that, and that should there should always be a Bond movie that comes out every four years, and it should always reflect on. You know, look, it's going to be someone that's enjoying. Um, killing on behalf of country, enjoying cock- fine cocktails, and probably enjoying the the love of a of a um of someone that can be casted aside pretty easily, right? Genders uh, aside, right? It's just like these are these are three key character notes that are kind of you know I'm going to live a short life, so I'm going to enjoy all the good things in life um, that are sort of carnal. Um, but it it should have outside of that it should totally evolve with the culture and this one did a great job uh, doing so I thought mm-hmm. you know not only performance wise yep. but the writing side and all that as we get into the movie sorry we've talked a lot about Bond and abstract but but yeah absolutely kind of getting into this film like really reflected you know it's funny because I feel like times have changed a lot post COVID um, in terms of the way we we look at things for the better for the most part for the worst on some things absolutely but like. Um, this movie felt really timely for something that's been on hold mm-hmm. for a year and a half. I'd I'd love to hear both of your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it kind of I don't know if lucked into that is the right words given sure. everything, but but it it you're right. There's a there's a relevance, Nanobots, bro. yeah, and a timeliness. Don't put um, that in mind. Oh, I, I didn't even make that connection to be quite honest with you about nanobots being the virus. Vax? Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm vaccine. thinking Vax. I'm not oh. that thing. Oh, I thought you meant the Vax. Okay, I mean, I didn't even. <laughs> honestly, I didn't even go there. I mean, but that. I mean that. I totally. Yeah. I mean, that's another another yeah. element of this satire for sure. For sure, Brian. Go ahead. No, I mean, you were. You yeah, were. No, you no, were no that's all I was going to say. Just it. It is relevant and timely in a way that it probably wouldn't have been uh, in a yeah. non-COVID world, and I. I don't know if that makes any difference at all. But it definitely, I you know what it does. I think it does make a difference. I think that it adds a just a slight bit of stakes to this, and that this is already the the stakesiest Bond movie ever, really, given um, where we're headed at at the end and everything. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm I'm 
over connecting to a movie, but I, I felt just a, a 5% more of like, Hey, this is a real thing. This is a legit deal because of the stuff that we've all been through over the last 18 months. Like the concept of a, uh, a nanobot pandemic, uh, feels like 5% less, uh, 5% less bondy and 5% more real than it did, uh, prior to everything that we're, that we're dealing with. I think. Anyway. Okay. Let's, let's nip this right now. Uh, you know, we'll get into this, but I have a lot of notes on nanobots. I can't do, I can't do nanobots. Like my, <laughs> my eyes hurt from rolling into the back of my head when they sat down with the like file scene and Q was explaining, Oh, it's nanobots. Like it took, it took it's a lot of files. I don't know, scenes, two though. hours so into the movie the that they're, they're telling us that it's nanobots. Like, dude, we know. And I, and I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just it from the MCU and from GI Joe. What was that? movie with uh johnny depp transcendence that the nanobots thing like i'm just i don't know I, I feel like it's a cop out for a big a big block like when i realized like we're going out daniel craig's going out on nanobots i i i did i i, I rolled in the, and uh and hurt my skull mm. when i did that interesting but yeah i, I did not i was but yeah i, I didn't make the it. maybe if i had made that connection what they're yeah, like like you get it, you did. I mean, um, I I I thought I think if you would have told me, because I'm kind of with you, like the con the concept of nanobots has become sort of like a big bad, especially in like science fiction and whether it's writing or on on screen or whatever else. Um, but I so I do I am a little bit skeptical when it comes to that of like okay this is not a great thing, but I I thought the setup for the reveal Terminator on, Genesis. That was yeah, another one. Yeah, totally. I think I thought the concept for the reveal on its nanobots was really pretty strong. And so I was into it. If they would have revealed, because I guess the counterpoint can't to your, to what you said is like, if they would have revealed that 30 minutes in, like, Hey, it's nanobots. I think I would have been like, Oh my gosh. All right. Here oh, we go. so they kept you guessing a little bit. Well, more. it wasn't even that I was guessing. It. I just, it just, they set up the, what this thing is pretty well. I felt like. And so then when it, when it comes down to it's nanobots, I'm like, okay, all right. That makes some sense to me. I'm, I'm good with it. I don't know that I would have been if they just jump right into this guy's into nanobots, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is really, a little I bit more your serious point as well, but it could go either way. I think. Yeah. And just to start at the beginning, chronologically, I thought that opening sequence was, uh, you know, odd, honestly the opposite when you see the, the gun barrel opening and then it, the blood doesn't come down and it's actually like a white snow. So that mm -hmm. was, that was unexpected. But they played that introduction to Safin or Rami Malek's character yeah. in this like a slasher movie, and I kind of love that at the beginning. I loved it so much. I, was I like, got so many this jumps. Is, I jumped yeah. like three times. It was like awesome. this is us like a horror movie. I love this. This that the mask. villain. I think yeah, the villain was. Um, let's talk about Rami Malek because you know mixed thoughts. Obviously, if you've listened to the show, because you don't, you didn't like him, but then you loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Was your take? Yes. Yeah, that's where I am. Where are you, Brian? You like the editing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you were real, real into the editing. Like, I love that. the editing. Yeah. I thought I he love... definitely should have won best best actor of the year for that best, performance. Best chin that he lip synced his else. way through. Yeah, yeah. is what you, what you said. Um, You're like, I think lip syncing is the highest form of acting, and I love is. the editing, yeah. and that's me. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I didn't want to quote you directly, but I thought, <laughs> I thought I've submitted lip sync battle for multiple Emmys and <laughs> have gotten banned from the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> it's bull they crap. They don't listen to you, dude. Yeah. They don't. Listen it's to art. You, um, no, we have been very, I would say, pretty anti-Malik uh, on this What was podcast. the one he did this year? Oh. Uh, little shoot, Things. With Leto. Yeah. Little Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. he was That was rough. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Leto was better than him in that, which is yeah. not a thing I say a lot. <laughs> but Leto looks like it's going to be awesome. I, I hate saying this, but that Gucci movie looks... Got got the trailer for that. Yeah, for this Leto again. is classic. Work with a good director who yeah. can can keep him in line. I think he is really talented. But mm-hmm. get a director That's in there that won't such... keep him in line and let him. He, let's just Jared Leto's all over the place. Then yep. you're in trouble. That's that such seems a good like, trailer, though. That freaking Gucci trailer. This Gucci just... movie. I mean, really, Scott. You talk I'm about Bond so being <laughs> being on or off. I mean, really, Scott. He might yes, this last duel this last duel movie might flop or whatever or not be well received and a month later drops this Gucci <laughs> movie that wins twenty Oscars, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. It's gonna be like, amazing. All the Gaga scenes in the trailer are just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, totally yeah, she's going for another one. Yeah, she's going for another one. Well um, son and so I liked Gucci. I liked that that setup of the character and and obviously the girl Madeline that he's chasing there is I mean, I like the reveal there that's like, okay, this is the Bond girl. It's like finally a Bond girl with stakes too, like something in the fight, mm-hmm. you know, or it felt like that at least for the first couple scenes where she was the Bond girl of the moment or his, his wife. And um, yeah, that, that it, it didn't feel like, a, oh, we need a pretty girl in this movie. So he's going to run into her at a bar and they're going to get it on. And that's going to be <laughs> what happens here and find out later that she's a double agent and it. Right from the start, we have a a, f- a female uh, yep. protagonist, kind of, depending on which scene the movie is. Well, then, it, <laughs> and, then it, it immediately negates her in a way for a while. Yeah, it tries to. Or at least it, part of the movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in Bond's eyes, it does, right? He um, He's told, you know, he goes to visit his old wife's... Um, uh, tomb, or I guess... What, what, what are the, the better... Eva Eva Green's uh, Vesper, mm-hmm. whatever, but but what one of the all time best, I would say, Bond locations is that scene. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. dude. This this, this was, movie is I know this full place was, of Bond. Oh yeah, of course, like, for sure, just incredible Bond. But like, that the, the one, one you're scene, like, they built this place ten thousand years ago for a Bond movie. I yeah, the, the location that. scouts <laughs> on these, the one where he's driving the motorcycle through the streets yeah. too. Oh, it's just God. like, man, this is like CGI. If you just typed in James Bond action For scene, sure. that's what it would be, <laughs> you know, auto autofill. Oh man, it it's full of that, but uh, we'll get to that uh, here in a bit. So, so yeah, the ambush, and then the guy's dying. He's like, "Your wife works for Spectre, by the way." And he's like, "No!" <laughs> and so he leaves his wife. He's like, real, "Later, real Americans." Vibe Sorry, I love you, but if you work for them, you you out. And he's super conflicted about it. So I like that. I like that dynamic uh, right off the Great. start. And so the credits I, are super late, too. I mean, that, the Bond will do that on you, but that's a cool kind of... It really serves as a full kind of short film prologue to everything we're about to mm-hmm. see, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
When he's leaving with his his wife, this just character moment. You talk about being sensitive, Bond. Like he that moment where he like swerves to miss the herd of sheep. He's like in the middle of this gunfight, and like the world's gonna end. And he's like, "Oh, better not, better not hit these innocent sheep here." You that's, know, it's just like those small character building moments. I just love. If he killed those sheep. I was Bond. out. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. duffel bag or not, I'm leaving. Yeah. It's just, just those small sheep. glimpses of who he is as a person that. That are awesome, and man, got I got chills in the in the scene where they're sitting in the car, and the bulletproof glass, and he knows it's bulletproof, so he's just sitting there like a stone cold badass, you know. Yeah. And his yeah, girl's awesome. go, freaking out. I just thought that was such a cool, a cool moment. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, a lot. Of, and a lot then we get really, to the opening credits. Yeah, a lot of great <laughs> stuff. Lindsay, we went to see this in like the XD theater, you know, with the crazy loud oh, nice. speakers and stuff. And she flipped out when the uh, when the tomb exploded. She like oh she did. Like, well, we were yeah, it was like watching a horror movie or something. She was <laughs> almost up and out of her seat. It was it was uh, yeah, it was a good was one. Like, Are you okay? Like that's it's gonna be okay. Yes, yeah. Great opener. Great opener. That was like me when similar, but it was the licorice pizza trailer before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but out of your seat in a in a different way. <laughs> yeah, say. totally different. Yeah, the. Opening credits you know, obviously pays homage to Saul Bass, I guess, Dr. No, the original. I think Saul Bass did those credits. He did a, every credits back then. Uh, the original Bond, and then it kind of morphs into this new Bond thing with a Billie Eilish song. I mean, talk mm. about being of the times. You got a Billie Eilish song here. And what's your number one Bond song? We had this discussion going in the Discord music mm. channel. Uh, this week favorite bond theme song ryan um i would probably go with skyfall i mean you can't you can't really beat that's a good one i like uh i'm go with live and let die yeah that's a good one i I don't i don't remember most of the old ones to be honest with you i mean the goldfinger obviously that's like kind of iconic and Cheryl Crow do one at one point. There was an Audio Slave one, I think. Yeah, Chris Cornell did Casino Royale. Chris Cornell, that's what it was. And um, Jack White and Alicia Keys did Quantum of Solace. I'm mm-hmm. partial to that one. I can't say that it's a it's a great one, but I like that song because I like. You know, like Radiohead did one for Spectre that they rejected, uh-huh, and they yeah. went with the, with the Sam Smith one. Yeah, but you can go on YouTube, and somebody has synced uh, Radiohead's version with the opening credits, and it's it's way better. It's that's just too. It's it's Radiohead. I mean, I don't. I don't get that one. Yeah, that song sucks. Much. But they wanted to go for a song. It's like, oh, this could be on the radio, maybe. Yeah. Instead yeah. of a Radiohead song, which makes sense. Yeah. But, um, it for me, it would have added certainly to the ambiance of that movie. Talk about Johnny Greenwood scoring a bunch of iconic movies. So mm-hmm. that should be proof enough that, um, their music works. But, so yeah, we get past that, and then we. Haven't I mean? You talk about bringing things back. I mean, they probably made a list in this movie. It's like, okay, what what thing, what Bond things do we need to have in the final Bond of this? You know, what Bond cliches can we do? And I and I had dude with an accent and a lab coat on the list, and they had that in this movie. <laughs> you know, like the Boris of the movie. You know, uh, they got captured over Oberchev, uh, I guess, at the beginning. The, mm-hmm. the dude behind the nanobot technology. That character is just a total Bond, like, like cliche at this point, and I like it. Yeah, I'm yeah, in for it for sure. I thought that this movie, 
maybe more than any of the previous Craig movies, like really took to ta- took a task to kind of bridge this era of Bond with some of the older movies and like the oh I don't know Skyfall. I feel like that was that, but like when he opens the garage and it's like the little Bond note plays and that it's like oh man yeah. this is classic. I mean, but you get that in this too. This feels like get, it's in more of an ending than a bridge. Well, I just mean, I just mean st- stylistically and tonally to the the old movie. So you get that yeah. the yeah that guy. I mean, the the scientist is sort of a throwback to old school Bond movies, and you get like the um hey here's your watch, and it's like I mean he that that feels like old Bond the way that Q explains how his watch works to him and. Um, you know, the, even the, the car, uh, at the beginning of it, I, not that we haven't had lots of Bondy stuff with the cars over, over this series, but that was like the most, uh, Bond of, of the Craig cars, I feel like of like what they did with it. But then you blend it with this awesome sort of modern style of, of it's not cheesy or, or whatever else that you, that you may get with some of those older films. So I, anyway, I, I, th- I thought they, I thought that that was it seemed like that was a like a point of emphasis of when we can call back or or sort of make this tie to these other bond movies um with without it feeling overly ridiculous or inorganic then we're going to do that and i thought that was a pretty cool thing and so it's to me it started with that scientist guy he felt like a he could have fit in almost any period of of bond yeah he'd movies. go with boris and natasha all the way back to uh connery Right, for sure. Yeah, I'm. I liked the inclusion of uh, Felix, the Jeffrey Wright character, who yeah, I mean, is another classic Bond character. Who I wish they kind of did more. Isn't he the character who got his like had the shark attack? Maybe mm-hmm. I wish they had maybe referenced that, or he had like a missing limb or something <laughs> uh, that was a little more clear. I expected, actually, I wanted more leaning into this is the last bond of an era. It felt like certainly they brought back characters from, you know, Daniel Craig's bond, but um, I don't know, maybe I didn't like, I don't want it to be Jurassic world, you know, like that extent, but I think it, maybe I expected more of like nods to the past than we got. Like when, in terms of music cues, in terms of uh, characters coming back or referenced or things like that. Um, I mean, it felt much more like a step forward than it did like a, this is the end of an era. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. Like a passing of the torch than a, than a, this is the last one for a while and we'll figure things out. Like, it feels like they know where they're going to go with this, but um, I just want, I just want more like Bond nostalgia in this. I just thought it would be. You didn't think that they did that pretty like I lot. thought they did it. I, like I thought they did lot. it really well, but I, I, I thought, um, I don't know. I thought they could have done more, gotten away with more. That makes sense, and I still would have been in, been in for it. Maybe I just was like in super Bond mode and like just mm. give me Bond, like Bond me all day, you know, kind of a thing. Like just give me every Bond. He wanted Sean you Bean. He wanted <laughs> Sean Bean yeah. just turning on people every thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, which I get. I do too. Um, yeah, no, I get that. It was definitely of of. The, it, it's funny because uh, you know the great irony of this is that um, these Craig movies, this this series of Bond, this four and the guy they bring are- back is Blofeld, by the way. And I and I mean, 
I don't know why they keep. I mean, Blofeld is a, a character, yes, in Bond. That's his ultimate what nemesis or whatever. But like, they keep trying to make us feel like this is an earned nemesis of bon- of Daniel Craig's Bond, and I just still don't buy that. Um, do we? Do you guys? Um. Sometimes depends on the scene. I mean, he Kristoff hmm. is a great actor, but yeah, I know the whole brother thing and blah blah blah, for sure. But but I, I was gonna say like the 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 great irony of this is that these movies were really kind of because of they are reactive. You know, these four right? Is it four movies, Brian? Uh, this is the fifth, right? Fifth, yeah, pardon fifth. me. So these five movies are literally invented as reactive to Born and reactive to to mm-hmm. someone mission possible, but like really that thing of like we are reinventing Bond, we are totally redoing Bond. This is not Bond that you've ever seen before, and it's kind of the grand irony, of course, is that they end with a huge homage to. Class. And I, this is not a criticism at all. I, I enjoyed that, but it was like it's funny how they've come full circle. As this was Casino Royale was. We're flipping Bond on its head. We're doing nothing like you've ever seen before. And by the end of this five movie little mini journey within mm-hmm. the genre, um, we are now celebrating everything that was before with all the gadgets and all the little mm-hmm. motifs and everything. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was really kind of a cool journey to take. Same. Yeah. There was some yeah. cool gadgets in this one. Um, aside from the like eyeball thing it was kind of kind of lame but i liked the bond gadgets a lot i did i liked the i liked the watch that can short uh you know any circuit they had the uh qdar map yeah. that was a little uh maybe underutilized or and then they had like this smart blood i need smart blood we've got smart <laughs> water we've got smart everything i need somebody need to be selling smart blood lance armstrong needs to get on that <laughs> I think, was, I think it was using it. I That's what I mean. Get on it. Sell it. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Put your name on it. Package it. Capitalize on it. Uh, but that tracked I'm his- Pro-Lance. You guys know that. Tracked oh, Bond's God. location, vitals. That's always mm-hmm. a, a thing of like, how the, how are they going to track him on the computer screen uh, in headquarters? And that's always a concern. Like, dude, just carry a cell phone. I mean, it's not- <laughs> Inject them with something. Uh, but they had I always this love cool- that with like the conspiracy theories of a million different things. Like they're going to track everything you do. And it's like, ah, no, they already do. We yeah. carry this right. weird box with us everywhere. You're going to inject go. me. Well, you should get rid of your cell phone then if uh, you're worried about being <laughs> we tracked. We did, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they had this really cool, what do they call it? Stealthy, stealthy bird. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> that was, that was a cool, uh, the, you know, the like uh, Iron Man uh, moment or something. Yeah, the magnet bomb thing that the uh, the bad guys had in the elevator shaft that was pretty mm-hmm. dope too. That was a, yes. that was a cool. <laughs> I thought that was a very Mission Impossible kind of uh, technological advancement. Yeah, and this, I mean, you can get away with stuff in Bond, but I mean, Daniel Craig literally has a line in this. It says, "Cyclops, I ran into him in Italy." that was quite an eye opening experience for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like and gets away with it, and like you don't even think of it as a weird or <laughs> cringy yeah. line in this just because of the delivery, the situation, the the character, it all works in this and you can kind of have fun with it. And, mm. but also to, it takes itself pretty serious too. I mean, this is, it feels like, I don't know, after the Pierce Brosnan scene where he's surfing off the wave, you know, I think they were like, okay, we can do something a little <laughs> 
a little more serious than this. We can take this in a more real world direction, right? Mm-hmm. And so this this to me feels like Christopher Nolan's Bond, right? This is like the Dark Knight trilogy of Bond, you know? Um, Absolutely. Where you've got these campy movies that, yeah, they made money and people like them and there's certainly an affinity for them, but like we can do this better and make these actual movies instead of like summer blockbusters. And yes. That, yes. that, that has been totally cool to see. So, but I like that they still can, can have fun with it. Uh, the sheet off the car thing, you know, he reveals the 85 Aston Martin. I love that car. I, you know, you got to pay homage to the eighties bonds in some way. And I think that's a cool way to cool way to do it. I like that. Uh, I like that car a lot, the black one. And then, um, Money Penny and M are semi involved in this. Q is heavily involved. I was I was pleasantly surprised by that because I love that character. I love Ben Watshaw as that character, and I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm glad they uh, they leaned into that for the last one. Um, yeah, but a little, yeah, like sort of underrated part of this of this five movie uh, jaunt that we've been on is the is the casting. I mean, they got the Daniel Craig part right, but um, as these movies have made. M and Money Penny and Q more front and center as they've gone. I, I think it was it was quite important that they they get those those parts right and and all three of those actors are fantastic. I mean, you know, you get Ray Fiennes. They wanted to go an older direction good, with Bond. Naomi I mean, Harris Ray is Fiennes great too, and Ray Fiennes so could be Bond himself if they went it older. <laughs> like he he could have been awesome if they did, like okay, we well, want a Bond that doesn't have to jump off buildings. Like that could be that could have been a cool direction but man great to see him you're you're absolutely right they nailed the casting on absolutely. pretty much all of this man um and i got to a point in the movie with him and meeting with bond and i like the the fact that okay the only thing that's going to bring bond back into this was his wife being in danger or something happening with her like that was basically his jumping off point into I could be James Bond again, which I thought was a cool note. Um, but I got to, it got to the point where like he shows back up and wants to get involved in all this, like that they were going to just like fire him, <laughs> you know, like got, I got scared that they're just like, get your ass out of here, James. We don't ever want to see you again. You know, like I was, I thought it would be like, Oh my God, James Bond's unretiring. Let's break, you know, do all we can, but it, it got to a point where like they were disagreeing on stuff and they were telling him he's crazy and all this, like there were actual stakes aside from like life and death in this, which I, I liked that. Yeah. There was some tension mm-hmm. for sure. Kent likes workplace drama. Well, you thought this was just going to be like a giant worship fest of bond, but there was like, this is like his, not his last ride of glory, more like his last mission. Um, that he completed and it wasn't that um, beautiful, but it's kind of what is what it is, you know, kind of a thing. Like they didn't sugarcoat this thing. And I appreciated that about it, but let's, um, well, let's get a little bit further down here. Um, so then he finds out that um, his wife is in fact, not an insider, right? Who would have thunk, right? Yeah, Blowfield set her up, man. I can't trust. Are we supposed that to g- know that as the audience? Is that I don't think. Something I think like, you're supposed okay, to. Okay, now Daniel Craig, no Bond is is dealing with this, and we know she's not a double agent because I didn't no, think I she th- was ever a double agent. 
Yeah, but also, I mean, they set her up pretty good in the beginning, and then yeah. you're supposed to her 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 um cool, you know, her sort of pleading that she's not. It's very believable, uh, more believable than most times in the movie. See, then you're kind of thinking the whole time, like, well, maybe she, you know, you know, about how you see Bob how freaked works. out she is in the car, when right? The, when things are like, no double agent would be freaked out. But that opening scene, but why is, does he set her up? It's like clearly, clearly she's aligned with. That opening scene is what really messes. She's aligned with Blofeld because yeah. she's his psychiatrist, right? That's what no. They I'm say. saying she's aligned with uh, Remy Malik's character because, like, you know, yeah, you see that whole scene. You know, yeah. he saves her out of the water, and that you know, you go, okay, so there's some. She's got there's more to her than what what seems, but I don't know what that is yet. I think is kind of how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, he doesn't know she has that you know kind of dark past and that, that specter is behind all of this, and I like how they connect the dots there. Um, so yeah, she, he has to go to Blofeld meet face to face. What did you think about the nanobots being transferred via touch and then back to bond and programmed for him and Safin convinces her that to sabotage him. I like that tense moment though, when he kind of walks into the facility and sees her, you know, and it's this like, Oh, you work for them, and he has no idea that she's actually there to to kill him, to kill Blofeld, you know, <laughs> like to basically sabotage Spe- uh, Spectre, which is like what he's accusing her of not doing. So it, it was a great moment as for an audience to know both sides of that story and to see that moment on screen of them kind of coming face to face of neither of them knowing either side of the situation. Uh, that was cool. What did you think about that whole scene in the in the prison and the transfer of the nanos, uh, Brian? Yeah. I'm, oh. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. Um, I th- I think that the the sort of targeted uh, weapon is is a that's a cool concept. I mean, it's not it's not wholly unique or anything, but but it's done it's done very well, and you kind of have the I like the tension there of of her leaving and then, but but bond has has touched her hand so he has it on his hand i thought that was uh, and so i mean look carrie fuganaga is a really stinking good director and he did a lot of there's a lot of things in this movie where you kind of know what's going to happen or at least you're 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 highly you're pretty sure you know what's going to happen um and and still he kind of tricks you into being tense about it which i think is great i think it's sort of that's something that he, I think he did that really well with uh, on on True Detective, and um, it's cool to see him bring it to the to the picture here. But like the way that that scene plays out, um, with you know, there's several points where Bond puts his hand up, like kind of you know making gestures towards uh, Blofeld, and you kind of have the oh oh is this it? Nope, okay, it's not it. You know he's gonna die there, but still, yeah. Um, the way that he sort of builds the tension is cool, and then when the the camera flips and you get a different a different angle you're like okay now here here it comes here's this is where this is where he's going to get in close and he's actually going to touch him and stuff i thought that was awesome so i really dig when a director can build tension even in moments where i know exactly what's going to happen I, and and i thought i thought that was a great example of of what he brought to the table as as a director uh so i i dig it i i thought that was a fun scene it it um, it played out really well and, and sort of sets up the third act, I think, pretty pretty beautifully. Any thoughts on that, Richard, before we... No, totally. Second, 
Yeah, let's get into the let's get into the good stuff. Let's get into the guts. Let's go. So yeah, I mean, essentially, Bond comes down in the stealthy bird plane. You know, um, he figures out that oh my god, we've got nanobots everywhere. They're taking over the world with these things. Oh, we haven't even touched on Ash, uh, Luke Ash. Was that his name or something? Something like that. This other guy that we find out um, is a double agent, but. Logan Ash. That was, his, that was his name. Sorry. Sorry, Luke Ash. Didn't mean to <laughs> call you out. Uh had to mention him because he was a character like, okay, don't know who this is, so he's going to be <laughs> he's going to end up like killing somebody or being d- dead at the end of this and and he was. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. so so Bond finds out, yeah, okay, all this nanobot bot technology is here. Oh, yeah, they're taking over the world with it. I've got to stop it. Uh, he has a face-off with Safin, Rami Malek's character, and very, you know, dramatic tension. Or we're fighting, we're going upstairs. It's wet. It's all kinds of things happening. Really cool setting, I think, for a for a scene, uh, for an action scene that we don't mm-hmm. normally see. That uh, uh, we see that scenario, but we don't see that uh, like setting necessarily in third acts a lot. There was very little. Uh, there was very little scaffolding. You know, I mean, I was disappointed. You know, with me. <laughs> more scaffolding in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he does basically. Okay, let's fast forward here. He, he, it's basically the Batman ending. Like, you know, I'm sacrificing myself. I'm blowing this mother up. I love you, and. Um, but I mean, it's more finalized than that. There's not like an open. I I don't think there's like any sort of open-endedness to it. Do you? They're like, no, he's gone. With the conclusion? Goodbye. No. Yeah. No. No, I think, yeah, they'll have to have, I mean, it kind of hammers home the thing that James Bond is a title and not a name. Yes. Right. And that you 007 kind of is a, is a, is a pseudonym, right? So yeah. But same with next- Bond. I mean, we knew 007 was, but that James mm-hmm. Bond actually is too. It all goes together. And now we'll get a new one. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, this one was cool, but, uh, I like yeah. the the last shot of the movie was him driving his car into the tunnel and it fades out of the gun barrel shape. I like yeah. that touch uh, to end yeah. it. But but yeah, you know, there are ups and downs for me, certainly. I think um, they probably could have done a better story. I think they just wanted to get this movie made. I think Daniel Craig wanted to get this. I wanted to stop the speculation and stop the questions for once and for all and just do yeah. this movie. So... Mm-hmm. In that context, and, and considering they, I think it was Danny Boyle that was going to make this, and then Kerry Fukunaga ended up uh, finishing it mm-hmm. out, finishing it off, right, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. you know, with all that considered, I think this is a pretty successful, successful conclusion. Um, there wasn't a lot of mention of Dame Judi Dench's uh, character. I thought there would have been maybe a little, little more of. Uh, more of that, but I guess there's a little bit, but yeah, I mean, you, you have felt like, like an the, important person in his life that with, I thought yeah. we'd get one more like scene of that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we kind of buried that with Spectre, you know, he kind of teased like uh, mm-hmm. Blofeld teases him about, you know, every, all the women that he loves die and stuff. And so you, there's like a scene or two when, um, when M, when Ray finds him is, is sort of just, you know, in his, uh, in his his hallway 
developing a hemorrhoid because he's so stressed out. Uh, you you have like the 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 paintings of of previous M's, and so you yeah, see her sort of it. like I mean hanging over them at all times, which I thought was great. I mean, it's not super subtle, but I I thought it was it was really cool to have that that there. That I thought there would be more from from James, you know. Of yeah, I think the, I think that was just six. sort of buried Inspector. Yeah, that, that was that was sort of the end of it. And this is Skyfall like a, was her. You know, I mean, yeah. you talk about Daniel Craig getting an Oscar. I know I said she yeah, deserved a, an Oscar for, sure. for that movie. That she, was a, she, she looking back. I mean, that was nominated that year. Yeah, that, was, was that was greatness. She was great. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I thought I thought the conclusion with with the way that it all comes together with mm-hmm. having uh, the the new 007 come in and and assist him with you know sort of the the reveal that this girl is in fact his daughter. Um, and then the way that it all plays out, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was pretty great. And there's like, uh, we knew coming in, this is the last, this is the last Daniel Craig movie, but I didn't, I mean, I wasn't super sure we were going to get, yeah. I didn't know whether we were going to get kind of the, uh, the Brian O'Connor treatment, you know, where, uh, James Bond just gets to ride off I into the sunset and we they never that same from song. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. they went see you when again. When Wiz Khalifa like, popped in yeah. with a verse, I was like, okay, right. I thought that was a little tacky. And then the <laughs> the, the, much, the montage yeah. of Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, but but I wasn't sure what other we were going to get if, if that, it was going to be that or if it was going to be he's actually dead. And so there was a, I don't know what scene or moment it was, but there's a certain point at which I'm watching this movie and I was like I realized, oh, he's going to he's actually going to die. Like the stakes are so high at this point that this character who over, you know, 60 year iteration has never really really had stakes. Like he's he is going to die in this movie. And so that sort of like changed the the tone just a little bit for me, like that kind of realization of like, oh, okay, so this is like this is serious. So, and I thought that the way they sent him off was was pretty fitting and and touching, given everything that's happened over over these five movies. Yeah, Richard, any thoughts on that uh, that ending before we talk about who we who we want to be the next Bond? No. No, totally. Brian nailed it. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of didn't realize. I, it really didn't occur to me that he would that those stakes would be that high, mm-hmm. um, that they would actually do that. And I thought it was really cool that they did. And it sucked. I mean, it was a bummer. I love that character, but uh, I love the kind of finality of it too, without without any kind of tricks coming out of it. So I thought that was a really brave choice and a really cool choice. And I can't wait to see what's next. So, who do you guys think? What's the latest Vegas odds on this? Uh, I think see. it's um, I last I checked it was Martin Short. I think it's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Such a good actor, and even better guy. That's what you were saying last week. You were talking about what a good guy yeah. he was. Yeah, Brian. I think you kept talking. Brian, that was no, that was that definitely kid. Sorry, you're. No, you're I'm pretty sure it was us. you. Yeah. You kept being like, like cool guy. Yeah. No, it was. I remember because it was. It was you who was like. Look, Bill Cosby's out of jail. He's not. He's yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll right, up, so. <laughs> updated on October, I guess seventh sure would be my, my series freaking out. Yeah, there you go. Renee Jean Page mm-hmm. plus two eighty. That's 280. my choice. In terms of realistic people, that's my number one. I think. Yeah, and then odds Tom, checker has Tom Hardy at ten to three. 
Tom Hardy at plus 300. James Norton. I don't know this person. James Norton could be a Brit. Uh, Henry Cavill. uh, Lashana Lynch. Idris Elba. Luke Evans. Let's see. uh, Adam Rayner. Tom Hiddleston, kind of low down the list. Henry Golding. I Jack Loden. There's a lot of British actors. Um, Jamie Bell. That would be weird. Yeah. Killian Murphy. Mahershal Ali's on there. If we're gonna go American. Ooh, that that's would be pretty awesome. awesome. <laughs> that's my bond. That's no. Dev Patel would be would be cool. Yeah. Dev um, Patel's up there. Um, Tom Holland. I. You know. I. I see Tom Holland and two and, and and Tom Hiddleston on this list. They're too. They're too invested. They're too I- yeah. iconic with those other roles. Like they're never. And Benedict Cumberbatch is the same way. Like they're never going to go that direction because they're too recognizable. I'm I mean, going he's Spider-Man. He is Loki. You know, like, story. you can't be Bond and Loki. I don't think. You know, I think it has to be somebody who's early enough in their career where they can be Bond for the next. You know, for however, somebody who's as as I guess as underground as Daniel Craig was in in the late two thousands. You know, here's my vote. You guys can fight me all day. Matthew Reese, come on. Yeah, I mean, we'd be all on board We'd never for that. fight you. Plus 1,000, yeah. Dwayne Johnson. What a rockless yeah. James Bond. Yeah, they're, just, they're taking people's money on that one. That's, yeah. Matthew Michael Reese B. Jordan, Brian. Awesome. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I mean, look, it, I, I support it needs to be it needs to be a Brit. It needs to be somebody from from the someone UK. at least in the you know you can go yeah. maybe Ireland we go out yeah, that yeah yeah sure for sure if we're you gonna know, go American Wales, then like Wales. sure come on MBJ, well, well, MBJ no Wales is British though they, Wales yeah. and Scots that's what I'm saying Matthew Reese let's go yeah. no I know that's what I'm saying but that's Brit and this, he's and somebody he's perfect because he's awesome uh he's he um is underground enough like literally just got verified on Twitter in 2021 after doing like <laughs> eight seasons of the Americans and being in Spielberg movies. Right. Uh, and incredible actor. And of course, you know, is he, he'd be is great. We've seen him. Is he hot enough? Hold on. Let me ask myself. Yeah. He's cool with that. 100% hot enough. And married to, married to Carrie Russell, who Bond girl know, can, do the, can do the red one. carpet thing <laughs> is used to that. And also no, we, we've you, seen Brian. him do, you know, uh, the Americans is very kind of bondy. So we've seen him do this, and you know Perry Mason, very kind of Bondy as well. We've seen him do that. Can so. he use his boat? Can he use that Hemingway yeah. boat? <laughs> Only if he uses the Hemingway. I want to see him. Uh, I, I want to see him with something with a British accent. That's all I want to. Because we know we always see always an American it. accent, you know. So yeah, or I want to. I wanted to lean into the. Uh, I just don't understand. Like yeah. Liam Neeson's right there. You know, you already did Irish once with Let's do um, a one off. Yeah, you went you went full Irish with Pierce Brosnan. I'm only asking you to go to Northern Ireland with mm. with Liam. I mean, that's still UK. I mean, come on, Bond's daughter gets kidnapped. We've already established that Mathilde is there, and now you know there's only one man that can get her. Back. There's only one man that can get her back. It's just <laughs> taken as a Bond movie. Brian, do you object? I would. I mean, I would watch the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. That's what, uh, all right. I think official they pick do, on the record. Yeah, they should do be? bits like that. They should do official should pick do on the. I'm I'm yeah. here for uh, Renee, really. Like uh, if I have to, like all things considered, age, um, you know, <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, wh- what country they reside in and from, you know, 
um, nationality, you know, all that. I, I think Renee is a very, very great pick. And I've only seen him in one thing ever, that in SNL, but I liked him and I think he's got a great <laughs> look. And that's like, let's be real. Daniel Craig's a great actor. That is a great plus, but these movies require, you know, that's like eight, 80% of it is the look. He's got the look. Um, there's a bunch of people, you know, Tom Hiddleston I would love. Each of would love. Fastbender like, would be great. Fastbender would be great, but I just feel like they're a little old and a little too established for it. I kind of like a little more underground. So Renee would be my pick. Brian, what about you? Um, I'd probably I haven't seen Bridgerton's. I don't. I don't really have a lot to. Uh, All that to matters is that dude. He's so hot. Yeah, I I think I'm, I'm Luke Evans would be myself fun. right now. Hiddleston That's would, be, all... would be probably yeah. my honestly my first pick. Just after watching Night Manager, I thought, gosh, he would fit. Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, excuse me, would be. That's really a great cool. one. Yeah, yeah. That too. Um, I don't want it to be Tom Hardy. That's my number one thing. Yeah, that's all that matters. I don't want it to be Tom Hardy. I don't want. It. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want Rip Taylor. He can do like confetti and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> in terms of what we want the next James Bond to be, we talked about this one turning it on its head. We'll end with this. What kind of tonally do you want it to be? Because, you know, they could just do this again. You know, they could carry Fuganaga back in, get another James Bond, bring a couple no, of he's these. He's not alive. Rip Taylor, no longer signing. <laughs> bring uh, Ray Fiennes back, you know, bring some of the core characters back and and get a new recruit in, so to speak. But what do you think they should do if they're going to reboot it? I would yeah, like, you know what? I would love for them to, to lean into more of the, fun side of of bond and you know more the needle drop like early 60s aspect of it like not full austin powers but like i think you could make a bond that has a little more like taika james gunn-ness to it you know and could be really fun but go ahead yeah i wanted to go either either nolan or um the nolan kind of vibe would be awesome i mean that's my number one traffic of who could make a bond movie and then um I'm blanking right now. Pardon me. I'm, I've had a very long day. Um, who made the the Sandler movie? The the gambling one. Safties. Uncut Gems. The Safties. I want oh, a Safties. A Safties Brothers yeah. Bond is what I want. Ooh. Like super fast paced, crazy. I either want it to be fun. Like you said, I, I'm not arguing with you, Kent. Or I want it to go really big, big in scale with like a no one. Or I want a small... Like I think that's where I think Renee would be awesome. Would be in like a Safdie Brothers Bond movie where it's like really small, sweet, a man, nice little small that. mystery, gritty, a lot yeah, of pace, like gritty downtown, uh, yeah. London or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or you know, that. the obvious choice who's never done it is, um, uh, gosh, why can't I think tonight? Pardon me, Madonna's ex husband. Pardon me, Guy Ritchie. Guy, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, David I mean, Fincher I mean, would be an, an obvious yeah. one. I think. I don't know Ridley Scott. I mean, we could. Throw one together yeah, at the like, end. Yeah, sure, totally. He's, he's in his late eighties like, or whatever, but um, I mean, yeah. those iconic <laughs> British filmmakers is what I'm thinking sure, of. Totally. Um, I told you, you know, guys Danny Boyle obviously would have been perfect to end Bond twenty five. I mean, he is the the British filmmaker of like the last twenty five years. I feel like so that I mean that's obviously that's who would they probably ask to do another one if they. What would you guys that. think of Simon Cowell as Bond? <laughs> or. <laughs> Talk about Simon Cowell as Blofeld would have been awesome. <laughs> it just a reveal is just yeah. I'm I'm actually to be honest, as long as it's within sort of a spectrum of people that could be picked, you know, for Bond, 
male, female, every different race, whatever. I'm far more interested is as to who is directed the next Bond as to who is the next Bond in terms of yes. what that will actually same. be. Same. Hmm. Same. Well, we'll find out. Like I said, it, it all comes Safties, down to... Safties, though, I feel like that's the one like big sort of popcorn movie they could do really well. I don't think they could do... Obviously, they couldn't do Marvel. They couldn't do all that stuff. I think them doing a Bond movie would be so freaking awesome. And maybe Pattinson could be a Bond. Mm, yeah. It's surprising that he's... I mean, he's already he's, doing Batman, so I think it's kind of like once you do, you pick one or the other and you're kind of out. But, but some, you know... I, I just think that kind of pace of good night with a Bond movie would be so like a small, you know, and then you build it, right? You start with a small little mission and then you, the next one, you go bigger, bigger, bigger. I, you know, I, I just think they'd be so cool. Yeah. Apparently they're, according to the rumor mill, they're doing a reboot of 48 hours. Like yeah. I've heard that too. Version of that. Yeah. They're doing a Nathan Fielder show with Emma Stone. Um, We'll see. I mean, Benny's doing like acting now. Benny's yeah, like in, he's in this the, PTA like movie. PTA. He's in he's in uh, the the uh, Ewan McGregor uh, Obi Wan series. He's got a big role in that too. So, did you guys get licorice pizza on your screening of Bond? Yeah. I got on both, and it was awesome. God, it was glorious. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for that. Say it was. It's it's a really good trailer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it's not a complete like you're way off the bond audience from the PTA audience, yeah, totally. but no, I'm with you. it ended and I, there was an audible, what the F that came <laughs> yeah. from someone, someone in my theater. So I, I got mean, it. It was, one, a, it was a bit strange. The one, one of mine was, see, I, the, yeah, never mind. I can't, I don't want to give anything away. Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. The, the show is called the curse and it's about, a um, newly married couple who star in Flip Anthropy. It's a troubled HGTV show. Um, I'm in. So it's like, a, I, I think it's an HGTV We were actually spoof. co-producers. We were on, yeah, we, Brian and I were co-producers yeah. on that. I'm, I'm actually going to yeah. sue. I have a You know, they picked up the uh, comedians doing, comedians on couches doing HGTV. They picked that up as a series. That was totally you guys. Like, like go back and pull the tape on that. <laughs> they they were like, hey guys, what you if we stop had comedians ideas away. Yeah. commenting <laughs> over house hunters? They're like, that's yeah. genius. Like, we we could honestly sue the pants off these people. Find out one of them listened to the show in 2016. We got you. And apparently, I see another Safties rumor. They might. Uh, Florence Pugh might be in our next movie too. I don't know. That's a rumor. She's okay. She's decent. She's decent. <laughs> um, and that's a great call. I would love a a, a great move by both of them. Yeah, Safdie's Bond. Obviously, Tarantino was rumored to do. Yeah, or he's the dream. Was, but... was rumored to do a Casino Royale. Um, they wanted him for that, and he's he wanted to do it in his way, and they were like, "No, we got to do it in our way." And he was like, "Okay, <laughs> bye." Um, yeah. but, why do, why yeah. do we even ha- why do we even entertain rumors like that? Like, <laughs> I know. like it's so stupid that that's like oh I don't know. Let's just we'll throw Tarantino's name out there. No, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do what they want him to do. Maybe so, he could set the tone, and then once the way they realized what the tone yeah. was, they're like, okay, no, no this is no way. He wanted yeah. to do it in black and white. I think that was the yeah. deal breaker. Yeah. I think he was deal good breaker. with the script, but like he wanted to do it in black and white as I, like I a, might be turning on Tarantino guys in homage uh, to. Uh, <laughs> classic bond i i i'm kind of in throw that right throw God. casino royale as it is in black and white still awesome 
I am always annoyed with Tarantino until he makes a movie. Like, oh yeah, no, I yeah, really like that, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that that's a good way good. to put it. Yeah, he yeah. seems like a lot of work, and then you go. No, that would be a really cool actually, last. I mean, he talks about his last movie. Yeah, that'd be a really cool way to go out. It'd be like, mm. we'll do a Bond. I think it'd be better if he did Paddington Three. Yeah, I was gonna say Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. That'd be good luck topping Paddington Two, yeah. though, sucker. <laughs> All right, I'm going to grade this one. Well, this one's tough because I enjoyed the movie, but was it what I wanted it to be as the last Daniel Craig movie? I don't know. I'm conflicted on that aspect of it. So I think I'll go. I'm between a B plus and an A minus. So like a B plus, B plus, a minus. That's I would I say I would lean towards A minus. If I were you, just historically, I think you're going to want to give it an A minus later on. It would be my advice. Found a rewatch, maybe you're right. It is going to be fun to rewatch. Yeah. That's and I like the character design on, on Rami Malik. They made it bearable. So you're right. I'll give it a I'll give it a half grade up because Rami Malik was bearable. A minus. <laughs> that's, that's totally a reason. That, by the way, that seems like a bit. That's no, that's high absolute, praise. Yeah. That's, high praise. <laughs> that's an accomplishment. I mean, yeah, I'm not no, joking. I know. I know. No, yeah. I'm with you. It's like I'm, this I'm and, actually, and Mr. That Ruma, one scene where it. he's just yeah. talking about his history of violence i was just like just just get to the next scene come on like we can do it guys it's kind of a wannabe of the of the harvey Bardem. yes i'm gonna go just solid a i really like this it was super cool and i love this series and i'm gonna rewatch this two thousand times over the next five (laughs) years the minute it hits uh streaming so yeah absolutely i'm gonna give it a strong a and and potentially an a plus one day and potentially an a minus the more i watch it but i think i'll feel very comfortable giving it an a so brian what about you yeah, same for me. I loved this movie. I, yeah. I, had a, I thought it was fantastic. It was everything that I wanted it to be. I thought it summed up this era quite well. My like one criticism is, uh, you know, maybe a little, a little less Lee Sudo and, and yeah. a lot more Anna Anna de Armas. <laughs> please, that would be that would have been a plus. Because uh, good gracious, she's fantastic. So, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, this was this was an awesome. This was an awesome movie to me. Yeah, I, I had loved a, it. Had a blast with it. All right. Minus the duffel bag once again. <laughs> right, yeah. Second time was better. Second time say. was way better. Yeah, Walked okay. in, no biggie, no duffels. Hardly even people. It was great. <laughs> All right, there it is. There's no time to die. All right, before we hit weekly recommends here, need to say thanks to our lovely sponsor, Keeps. I want to make sure the man fam is taken care of. And as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. That's why we get into our 20s and 30s. We start noticing that hair loss and it can definitely feel like panic time because let's face it no guy ever wants to go bald but everybody's losing their hair it's a fact of life thankfully there's keeps a simple easy way to keep your hair as you know two out of three guys will experience some form of the pattern baldness by the time they're 35 the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have that hair left you used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription, but now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get that medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months. You can say goodbye to that pharmacy and those awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but never for this price. And prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four and six months to see the best results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you will save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps 
for their hair loss prevention. Keeps treatments start at just 10 bucks a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month for free. I, for one, am thankful for Keeps because I want to keep my hair, and they've helped me do that. If you're ready to take action and prevent your hair loss, which we want for, again, all the man fam out there, go to Keeps.com slash mad to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps.com slash mad. Stay looking fresh, man fam. It's Keeps.com slash mad. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mad. Now let's hit a quick weekly recommend, guys. Weekly recommends. Richard, do you have something on deck? I do indeed. I've been going through, this is a weird one. I'm just going to go ahead, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, I do it for the people a lot. I'm going to go ahead and uh, this one's just for me. Um, the um, There's a new book out about Peter Thiel. The, um, he, you know, he created mm. PayPal and a bunch of stuff. It's called The Contrarian. It's by Max Chalkin. It's a really interesting book on a very um, interesting personality in the world who's like controls a lot of stuff. So I think a lot of people would find it very interesting. The Contrarian by Max Chalkin. It's about Peter Thiel. I think you would all enjoy it. Brian, what about you? Nice. I mean, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to read that one. That was, yeah, I think uh, it's very up your alley for sure. I'm quite interested in that. Um, I'm going to recommend a docu-series on HBO Max that came out a couple of weeks ago called The Way Down, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. Uh, yeah, I've heard that's really cool. Yeah, dude. It. Um, it's only three episodes. It's right. really... So it's, it's, it. it's pretty right. breezy. Um, I would say... So here's, I'll give you the, this is the, the gist of it. Okay. And then I would say to anyone who is listening, if you're interested at all in this, do not Google her name. Do not Google anything about her. Just find it on okay. HBO max and start it. Right, um, she's, she, uh, she started, she's, she's like, whatever she's in the evangelical world. She started as a, um, a weight loss self-help mm. expert person and turned you know that into legit. yeah and turned that into a full on church cult thing um and Same. it is it is wild there is so much weird stuff that happens you will be shocked just when you see her it's just like how did anyone follow this person it's it's so it's it's pretty crazy and there's definitely going to be a part 2 cuz you get the impression through the course of the show again do not google what happened if you don't if you don't know um already but through the course of it i was like this feels not necessarily rushed, but like it, it feels like the, the, the filmmakers were like, we got to get this done because we got to start working on part two. Um, and that maybe that came about, about like in post production. Gotcha. Cause it, so anyway, uh, there's more to the story that I think came out after they were done shooting everything. And so I expect a part two sometime next year. And I imagine it's going to be pretty wild as well. So, Can't uh, wait. It, yeah, it's called The Way Down on HBO Max. The Way Down. So pretty crazy they're gonna do a part two on the nexium thing aren't they i think i know i think they are the vow i think they're doing another one of that i don't know about the uh, seduced the other series but yeah a lot of stuff came to light on that case speaking of cults in the past year i'm just glad that you were exonerated kent Right, not and that fully. You still be here, you know. <laughs> not fully. I mean, I mean, emotionally exonerated. Part, partially exonerated. Part, <laughs> uh, Brian, have you seen the one <laughs> that HBO did on Ted Haggard like ten years ago? Um, it was uh, called me. "The Trials of Ted Haggard." I think somebody's daughter did it. I can't remember. 
uh, whose daughter did the, uh, um, no. did the documentary, but some director's, uh, some director's daughter did it, but that was, that was another, I oh, mean, it's Nancy Pelosi's daughter. did it. Yes. Oh, that's who it is. Um, that's another, I mean, I, you know, grew, grew up going to church and obviously, but like the church scandal mm-hmm. is always an interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, Hillsong is going through a big one right now. Yeah. Big 60 minutes, Australia, hour long thing on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like we just need, don't need bad people running churches anymore. Let's, 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 yeah. I mean, I would love for that to be the case overall, but like if this exposes (laughs) bad people in churches, I'm all for it. Let's, let's, let's keep that a thing. A hundred percent. I mean, without getting too far into that, cause Hey, this episode's forever and and a lot of people don't want to hear that stuff. It's, it's, uh, that's a big thing for me right now. Like with the Mars Hill podcast, I talked about a couple weeks ago yeah. and I don't know if y'all have, if, if the, uh, Jesus and John Wayne book has been in y'all's sphere at all as like it has no. been in mind, but that's a fascinating read and fascinating and infuriating. Just the whole thing will, will make you, um, super angry. Uh, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I don't, you know, it's this weird combination of like, I want that to not happen. Obviously I want, I want churches to be good, not terrible places and run by terrible people. Um, but I also am big, big, big on accountability. And when it's, when this stuff is there, we got to root it out. And I greatly appreciate one of the things I love about that Mars Hill podcast is that it kind of, it's coming from the inside. Like that's, that is Christianity today, which historically has been a pretty conservative source um, is the one that is kind of leading the charge on we got to uncover this crap because mm-hmm. it's it's bad. We we've got to do it. And in the past, I think that's been, I mean, that's a big part of some of the mess that we're in within Christian circles is just not bringing stuff to light and instead trying to to uh, you know hide it under a push it under the rug or or whatever else. Um, and so I appreciate that that some of these are tough watches. Done, so. You know, like yeah, they're some not of these. Fun. I'll yeah. recommend some of these to family and friends and. I'll be like, it's not an easy watch, but like some of this is necessary to like, yeah, you got to know it. No, yeah, like that's what this I stuff is going yeah. on and yeah. watch out for it because it's easy to kind of fall into the trap for of sure. leadership and things like that. Yeah, um, my sure. recommend is, is pretty lighthearted. It's a documentary called rewind this. I don't know if you've seen this, Brian, I thought you might've, um, but cause it's about VHS culture mm, and um, basically the impact of, you know, when VHS came onto the scene and something that the documentary points out that I hadn't really thought about when it comes to VHS in 2021, besides the fact that they're like grading them now, like baseball cards, which is a whole other, you know, they're going to make money off everything uh, thing. Mm-hmm. But it, the fact that like a lot of these movies never got DVD releases in any capacity. So yeah. there's just like thousands and thousands of movies that are just only available on like a VHS tape from one release in the seventies or eighties or early nineties, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that part about the documentary, I think fascinated me, but it was a really, really cool doc of, um, you know, kind of rough around the edges. Just look at like people who are super into this still and, and embrace it. And, and, uh, you know, it's a part of all physical media will eventually lose, right? Maybe mm-hmm. someday. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's just one one aspect of it that's like why is VHS special? It's more than just um 
it's more than just like movies on a tape. Like there's a, there's a, there's an aesthetic to it. There are certain kinds of movies that are on them, you know, like they talked about when you'd rent a movie and like the tracking would get all weird. You knew there was a nude scene about to come up because everybody would rewind that one part, you know, like those types of things about it where you just like never will have that again on, on Netflix. But, you know, we talked about the last blockbuster, which is, you know, made me cry almost. It's just how beautiful that, that yeah. was done. But this is way more lighthearted and it's just like, man, I did not know this world of VHS culture existed like it does. And it still does. Sure. Pretty fascinating. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out for sure. All right. Uh, there you go. There's no time to die. There's the weekly recommends. Thanks to everyone who listened. And if you want more from us, we're doing uh, throwbacks and also our AMAs, our discord that we mentioned, we get all of that. If you're a VIP, it's about a dollar a week and it gets you all our bonus episodes and access to every perk. We've got some Christmas gifts coming up. Brian and I have been brainstorming mm-hmm. about that. So that'll be a, a great perk of being a VIP. So get in now. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And uh, hope to see you there. But if not, we'll see you soon. We know for sure. At the same. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed down and new scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 